Yo, yo, yo. You already know what it is. Yo. Sandbox. <laughs> man, man, it feels good to be It don't even feel real being in the studio, bro. It feels like, feel like a fever dream, man. Actually, how long has it been since we last recorded? Last episode was January. That's wicked. March. It man. is pretty March, bro. You already know what it is, though. Welcome back to the Sandbox Podcast. I am Jared. I'm Aisha. I'm Ashaki. I'm Aiden. And that's Desmond. Right. Give the camera a little sun. You know, showing that pretty mug. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But now, nah, welcome back to a new episode of season two. The topic at hand today is mental health in the black community. Mm. Who wants to segue us in? Mm. You already know who finished start it up. Who finna start it off? You. Oh, okay. All right, right. like he don't know. All right, you came in like, now I thought you were finna talk. I, shoot, I know you finna talk this episode, Shocking. I know you got something to say. I'm gonna look great. Hey, but you know, before you even get that started, you know, you see Y'all, it, y'all, y'all not on this kind of time. Y'all don't, know, yes, y'all don't know about this right here. Oh, yes, sir. Can I buy one? It was some work to get these up, man. It was some work. Cool little hundred ball. Cool Are you serious? Yeah. Well, I, I paid like a hundred dollars for four posters, bro. Ooh. Yeah. This and then they took it. they took one of the posts. They took two of them down, twin. They did. They yes. took two Why? of them down. Cause for one, apparently you can only put them up on bulletin boards in the school. Yeah. And another thing, I had to have like written sign off by Principal Adams. You know, I had like a verbal communication. But right. hey, it is what it is. We here now today, man. So they didn't give you back the poster? Nah, I got, we got them in. We got them in Daniel's room. Okay, man, they didn't get boy. It was, it was gonna be. <laughs> you hear about it. It was gonna be gris for real. You, was gonna, you was gonna hear about it if we ain't get them posters back. <laughs> you was gonna hear about it. I bro. don't think I'm on that poster. Yes, you is, girl. Dang, is you on I'm that not poster? On the poster. <laughs> no, because you made this poster with. This is like two sessions, right? This is like One or two three. This is like three sessions. It's okay, y'all. We're not even on topic. Let's go. Yes, let's let's get on topic. That's not even on topic. Me. Yo, T dollars behind the camera. What you got going on? You over here interrupting the middle of the episode. What you got going on? Man, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> Nah, but right. lead us back in. Aiden. But yeah, for real, man. Today we uh we already my man Jared already said what we're talking about today, you know. We gonna be handling mental health in the black community. And, you know, when we talk about mental health in the black community, I feel like a few things come to mind, you know. Mm-hmm. Anxiety, depression, you feel me, um things on that sort of end. But what I really want to highlight today is how it's undermined and how it's just dismissed by the black community. Like the actual fact that mental health is a real and impertinent topic to be tackled. And it's just so, the way it's dismissed by the black community, whether parents, teachers, you know, mentors, the way it's looked at as something to just get over and get by when it really does need to be, you know, sat with and spoken to, you know, whether it be with yourself, you feel me, your spirit, you know, what you got going on with your emotions, like what you got going on with your environment, your job, like you feel me? Because depression is so individualistic and, you know, with what it can be bred and born from, it's not just one cut, clear and dry. Okay, yeah, I got depression. 
and you won't realize you in it till you in it. I oh, same. You You're not gonna know you in it till like you really okay. Yeah, I'm in this. Mm-hmm. I mean, some people don't know they're depressed though because it manifests differently. Mm-hmm. Some yeah. people right. comes in like anger, irritability, mm-hmm. rather yeah. than just being like sad. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's definitely the truth. Like you look, especially in a lot of like you know underdeveloped black communities where they don't even have the chance to look at their depression. You know, mm-hmm. they're angry, they're insecure. You feel me? All that, all that work. And, you know, it really does stem from, you know, our older generation not being able to tackle their own depression and their own anxiety, you know, due to their environment. I'm not going to, like, put all the blame on them. Like, it's just, you know, it's all their bad. But, you know, when you look at the lineage and how, you know, how far we've come, you see you see how it starts to develop, you know, the this dismissiveness of it all. I feel like mental health has been passed down for generations as it's really perceived as more so of a negative thing or it's like, oh, if you have something going Mm -hmm. on with your life, there's something completely wrong with you. Mm-hmm. Or oh, you just want to feel that way because you want yeah. attention, so to speak. Yeah, when they be telling you to keep it private. It. Yeah, oh God, keep oh it private. Or, oh God, that's what black people be saying. Just, just hold it down. It'll yeah. go away. Like, what they be telling black boys? It be like, suck it up. Boy. Suck it up. Suck it up. Well, oh my God, that's yeah. suck it up, John. Boy, don't even get me started about that suck. Speaking of suck it up, man, like I feel like when you really look at black lineage and how you know we literally had to suck it up and just mm-hmm. get it done you kind of start to understand, okay, I see why we're so dismissive of mental health and, like, our actual issues and our problems and our emotions, you know. We never really got the chance to explore them, you feel me? Black people as a whole have maybe only been allowed to be entrepreneurs maybe 20, 30, maybe 40 years, maybe going into the 80s, black entrepreneurship. But other than, I mean, you know, you got your your highlights, you feel me? Who, uh... Your Oprah's. You I'm know. not even finna say Oprah. I'm finna be talking about who made shampoo back in the uh, oh 1800s. My, oh my Adam God. C.J. Walker? Matt, or was that? Was it? No. We've been doing shampoo name? for a minute. No, wait. Yeah, George Washington? No, 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 George Washington. You're wicked. No, no, you're wicked. No, you're wicked. The black one. I forgot y'all, his name. Y'all, it's like George Carver? Washington Carver. He made peanut products. Yeah, but he had wait. peanuts like products, products. It was like so many. I'm pretty wait, sure he had shampoo products. Yeah, yeah, products, products. But I do y'all remember when during quarantine they had the? They, it was Madam C J Walker. It had to be Madam C J Walker because they had the the show. They had the show on Netflix and it was like telling you. The lady, and they were showing you all the Okay, you was right. See, See you was right. right. Tie that back to mental health for me real quick, though. Yeah, but look, so no, when you really think about, you know, the opportunities black people have been able to have. Some people have to take it for themselves, though, too. Right. Yeah, We've always had to take it for ourselves, Mm -hmm. man. It was always that way. But, you know, when you look at the opportunity black people have had to look at their mental health, it's been barely any time. Mm-hmm. Let's call it working depression. Yeah. It's working under depression. Like that's, I'm telling you, like it's so many instances. I'll even look at my own family. You know, like I'll communicate to my mom. You know, hey mom, I'm tired. And you know what she's gonna tell me back? I'm tired too. Mm-hmm. And you know, when you look at that and you just internalize it, because at first I would take it like, okay, mom, you know, I feel like what does that have to do with my tiredness? You feel me? But then when I internalize that, she just working through it. And she wants me to just work through it as well. I was like, okay, I can understand that. But that's not what I'm finna do. Yeah, that's, that's not what I'm gonna do. That's not what I'm finna do. We breaking generational curses over here. Like, this is that generation. Yeah, this is, like the, you this feel is me? definitely that generation. The difference between us and them is, like you were saying earlier, there are so many other problems that black people have had to deal with besides mm-hmm. their mental health. 
So it's like, why am I going to think about the fact that I'm sad when exactly. I got to figure out how I'm going to live? How I'm going to feed my kids? Yeah. 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 Like, so take care of a lot of our parents have been like dealing with working depression and not actual like sit down depression. Yeah. And now that we have this time and we don't have to kind of deal with the other troubles of society as mm-hmm. much as they have had to. Now we can think about our mental health. And, and that's why we're kind of suffering and not being able to work through it as much. Mm-hmm. But I also think that the narrative is changing. Um, a lot of people parent their parents in a sense when they get older. Right. So you kind of like let your parents realize you kind of become their therapist and they're like, oh, I'm traumatized. I'm depressed. Mm-hmm. I'm not okay. And then now they're kind of sitting back and realizing mental health is a thing. Is it does thing. exist. Mm-hmm. I have <laughs> bad mental health history, mm-hmm. you know? But some parents will shut down and they'll shut you down in terms of you telling them, okay, I am depressed and this is what I'm going through because they'll be like, oh no, you're self-diagnosing. I feel like when you can't get out the bed, I wrote a poem about that. I was like, uh, you can't get out the bed to the point where the, the sheets are literally absorbing you and you're like, dang, um, I don't know. Cause with my, when, when I feel like I'm depressed, I like over shower and I'll overwork myself. Cause I'm like, I have to be overly consistent and I have to, I have to get all this stuff done because if I don't, then I'm going to feel like a failure. And even after doing everything that I need to do, it's like, I still don't feel accomplished. So I still have to work right. myself to the point where it's like, you got to get it done. And of course, uh, mental health matters, but it's like, um, if, if this isn't done, then my mental health is going to be worse because this isn't done. And, that's not even school. That, that's, that's that's just life. That's just that's life. life for real. That's life for real. Yeah. But yeah, I wanted to, I wanted to tag on what Aisha said when you know looking at your parents and you kind of have to, as they get older, you know, you kind of have to parent them yourselves. And you know, a lot of the time, you know, when I was younger, I didn't really look at my mother's position for real. You don't. Yeah, because when my sister like really spoke it to me, and she was like, "Yeah, Aiden, our mom been a mom since she was." 18. She didn't get a chance. To she ain't never got a chance yeah. to be. She never got a chance to be February. Mm-hmm. She was always a mom. The second she was an adult, she was a mother. Mm-hmm. So she had to feed her kids. She was just going into college. She had to feed her kids. In the 90s, it was wicked back then. <sighs> wicked. I mean, no, nah, economy wasn't that bad like how it was now. That 2008 recession, I'm not going to count. Yeah, somehow they're making $5 an hour purchasing Damn, homes. Damn, bro, her first apartment shirt. was $600. Oh. Her first apartment. A two bedroom, no, one bedroom, one bath. I'm pretty sure six hundred dollars. It's this book. Six hundred dollars, twin. I, I apologize. Feel like, I feel like they have two bedrooms now. That like two for six hundred dollars, twin. No, two bedrooms right now. No, they don't. Whoa, no, they don't. Well, two not be- now, but maybe like probably couple in the country years back. somewhere. Like not here. Nah, I'm twin. I'm pretty, sure, I'm pretty sure. Like twin. a couple years ago, when I was standing in my a couple apartment, years ago is not. Yeah, now. well, that's what I'm good thing. That's what I'm That's what I was thinking before COVID, twin. Well, you got to think. 2008 recession. We had another one. Then we had COVID. You feel me? Economy been struggling for a little second. Like, it's a reason these guys looking like this. You feel me? These I'm paying apartment. $2.98. <sighs> oh oh, excuse me, Miss BJ's. <laughs> well, I still I still remember 172. I still remember the 172 guys. I don't. You don't remember that? Oh. Yeah, that was only like 2017. Are you serious? Yes. Ooh. It was only like a dollar. Where were you going? Texaco? <laughs> probably. Probably, <laughs> probably the shell, John. There's probably the shell. Oh, no. Nah, shout out to the shell, though. Shout out to the shell on God. There's this book, and it's like... uh. Teaching my mother, how, teaching my mother how to be a mother, or raising my mother—it's something like that. I have to find it, but it's about how this young girl is literally teaching her mom how to how to treat her and how to how to um, let her be her own person, and that means she's teaching herself how to be her own person, and she's also teaching her mom how to be her own person, mm. and then teaching her mom how to treat her as her own person, 
and I feel like that tied that's into that's beautiful. Yeah, that's I feel what like I'm actively doing it's so yeah, stressful. It is very it's stressful. Like, oh my god. No, it is. Like, the way I was just, it'll be times me and my mom will literally get into an argument and we'll just like dismiss the whole argument mm-hmm. when I know for a fact I need to come to her and communicate with her because if I don't, nothing, nothing, you won't get anything back out of it. Nothing mm-hmm. will be surmised out of it. It's just going to be, it's just going to be, you know, that strife and that argument and mm-hmm. you feel me and it's that discipline, it it's just going to brush it off and you feel me. But the pain and what you said is still going to be there. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be rectified. When I was growing up, um, me and my mom argued all the time. And I was like, dang, I feel like my mom hate me. <laughs> like, what's going on? And I'm like, we arguing all the time. And I was like, I realized we argued all the time because we are literally the same person. <laughs> we're literally the same person. I was like, I did not want to do hair for a long time because I was like, my mom did hair for 20 years. <laughs> my mom did hair for 20 years, and she still isn't the successful person she wants to be. You feel me? And, I mean, I took that on. I didn't take it on just because she did it. I just was like, I'm good at something. I'm making money off of it. Like, you mm-hmm. know, do it. But my mom would be like, um, what is she? She called me a slave. She was like, you're mentally slave. She said something regarding to me be a sl- being a slave because I didn't want to walk out of school during a fire drill or something like that. Or like Slave to your environment? Yeah, I mean, slave to your environment. I feel like, sorry to cut you off, oh, but okay. I feel like to an extent, we as the black community are mentally still enslaved. We are. It's, it's been oh, systematic yes. for years. Yeah, we for are. But years. I'm saying to the extent of don't me getting even, in. Oh, not go talk. Oh, sorry, don't to the extent of me getting in trouble at school, she was like, let me worry about that. And I was like, that's something that you have to worry about. But I'm going to have to walk out in front of all these adults and be like, oh, my mom said she's here. What? My and mom said that, she said how that's gonna sound when they call you on when, the phone. Yeah, when they calling me, like yeah, like I don't know. It was just too much, but it was just like she was. It's all the time. She would just belittle me and like, and and you do this and and these are my emotions towards you. But when I do it, it's disrespectful. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I'm supposed to internalize all the things that you're saying to me and and be okay with you. Just okay, you want food even though I just cussed you out and girl, I don't want to eat with you. <laughs> I want to eat with you. You just. Say what you said about me <laughs> to my face. And then when I say something, when I read you to feel like it's a problem. Okay. You know, uh, I was always going to tic-tac on what Jared said. Don't even get me started on that um, that mental slavery, man. Because, mm-hmm. bro, we could talk about the crack epidemic and the AIDS epidemic for the, a whole episode, that. bro. Like, I don't even think it's just that. It's literally just like... It's Society, the entire, like it's the entire infrastructure. Yeah, it's, it's, it's literally everybody. And I think it's like they don't see it. You know what I mean? They my don't. mom told me I can't get my nails done and I should probably get my braids a little bit shorter because I'm going to go visit my college campus. This is a PWI. Yeah. And I'm like, why would I change myself to go visit the school? If this is how I wear my braids, that's how I'm coming. You know what I mean? Mm. Why would I get it shorter? Why would I get something simple and modest Come as when you I are. go to school right. to fit to fit what? Who am I doing that for? Mm-hmm. But you, you know, then you look like 20, 30 years ago, they didn't cut their braids. Folks, white people would pull their braids. You know, you feel me? White people would clown their nails, like, you know. And they're wearing them now. Oh my God, and they're wearing again. Don't even get me They're started. wearing everything, Stony. doing everything, taking, every, take, taking everything, you feel me? I don't know. Listen, we're we not going to talk about The episode not about that white insecurity. We're talking about that mental health today. So, you know. We going, what I really, another one thing I really want to talk about though, alongside mental health is these unhealthy coping mechanisms that have been instilled and 
kept up by the black community that we're just endorsing. And I feel like we really need to tackle that. Like the addiction to marijuana in the black community is actual insanity. I'm glad you said that. Because people don't want to say it's an addiction. They people don't, don't want to like, I, for a while, I didn't want to say it was an addiction. I didn't want to say that I was addicted to marijuana because I was like, no, you can't die off it. You feel me? Like mm-hmm. it's a, it's a recreational drug. It's a plant. It's a blah, blah, blah. Yeah. It's a dependency. It is a dependency. It's people use it as a crutch. It's, it's, it's using that as a crutch. You're feeling some part of you that was not whole at one point. And I had to, I had to really understand and come to terms with, I was lonely. Hold up, Desmond got something to say. Yeah, how's it going? What's going on, Desmond? addiction. So I work with uh, older people, and once I've literally been told that their problem with marijuana is an addiction because they still have control over their actions. Just like back in the old day when you... Do you smoke before you come to work? Do you smoke after you get off work? Do you smoke during your break? Do you need to smoke to eat? Do you need to smoke That's to the big one. That's the big now one. when they get off, now it's, oh, I need to smoke versus back maybe 20, 30 years ago, oh, I need something to drink. Mm. It's still an addiction. It's still something I have to do. It's like chain smoking almost. Mm-hmm. If you can roll this amount of blunts and smoking in like an hour or so, what's the difference from going outside and smoking 10-pack, 6-pack? No, that's the truth. You and you point, know, you that, that's really the truth, you feel me? And... Again, not to, you know, throw all the blame at, you know, our forefathers and our foremothers, but, you know, addiction is genetic. And when you look at the crack epidemic and when, you know, marijuana hit the streets in like 40s, 50s, and then how they immediately had crack hit the streets, 60s, 70s, right after, you see how, you know, our current generation has this outlook on marijuana. Like, you feel me? Oh, at least it's not this. Oh, at least it's not that. Cause you know, cause you're brushing off your addiction. To you're brushing off you your like, addiction. You feel nothing. me? Yeah, it's all racism, man. But that's like a whole different day. That's a whole. The crack, can, the listen, crack was dropped. We gonna yeah. get, we gonna, we gonna get talked about that crack <laughs> epidemic. That's gonna be Ooh. an episode. Now, that's gonna have to be a conversation for real. I feel like um, a lot of people our age they entertain marijuana, but it'll just be like, I'm doing it cause I'm bored. I'm doing it cause it's fun. And they have no reason to do it. But I feel like even if you give a reason to do it, then it, it kind of makes it worse. Because it's like, dang, I'm sad, so I'm about to go smoke. It gives it power over Yeah. You. And it's like, dang, every time I'm sad, I'm smoking. And if I'm sad 10 times out the day and I'm only happy one time out the day, then dang, I'm smoking 10 times a day. And I'm only, I'm only sober for like two hours. And even then, you're not even sober because it's still in your blood. But right. they, I don't know. And, you know, we glorify it. We definitely glorify it. And you feel me? And, you know, when I was combating my addiction and kind of coming onto my sobriety now, hey, first day sober, you feel me? We going to 2024, no marijuana, no nothing that, man. But you feel me? Because it was always something in the back of my head, like this instantaneous gratification is something off about it. You feel me? Something's amiss because... I've always been the type of person I'm trying to achieve that whole comprehensiveness from myself, you know, be able to produce not only, you know, a whole Aiden just from myself and 
bread by myself, but understand the whole Aiden and the whole part of me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I had to break down my childhood. You feel me? I had to break gotta down. go all the way back. You got to go deep. Like, you got to go deep. Mm-hmm. And it, it hurts because you start to understand, oh, shoot, I am dependent on this. This is a crutch. This is taking away from my resources, my money, my time. You know, not only it's affecting my relationships, mm-hmm. you know, it is becoming, as I said, you know, a crutch and a dependency because I would let it, I would let it affect these resources in my environment like this and still keep upkeep it and keep it going. I didn't want to cut you off for like congratulations on first day sober. Thank you. I think that's really, it is a crutch within the black community. It's like, we don't do therapy. We don't open up. We don't mm-hmm. talk. Because therapy is perceived as just this negative stigma. thing. Oh, you it's crazy. It's you crazy yeah. for going to therapy. Yeah, they feel like it's, a, it's just a basic conversation. But I feel like All right. if, you're, if you could talk about it, maybe it's a form of uh, assistance or a form of getting it out. Because if you can write it down, if you can paint it, if you can draw it, if you can sing it out, that's still a form of assisting you with that. And I feel like if you turn to marijuana just to... Get, I don't know, just to get it out because you're like, okay, I don't want to feel it. And the only way for me to feel it and not really feel it is marijuana, then that's what I'm going to turn to. Or if the only way for me to feel it is drinking or to ignore it or to forget about it, then I am going to run to the drink or I am going to run to that boy that's that's just been there for me because it's like that's all that I have or that's all that I feel like I have. I think in general the black community is very and has always been very hush-hush, you know, Cause not only are we trying to keep our culture inside of itself, but you know, we're trying to keep ourselves inside of ourselves. You know, like you know what I think it is. What going back to what I said, us being mentally enslaved, so to speak, it's systematic. So going tying back into what you said, we want to keep our culture so tight knit. I feel as if if we, I feel as if as a culture, was a society, a black society. We are afraid to express our emotions because we feel like they can be weaponized back against us. That's the truth. And, you know, another thing, when you really look at black mannerisms and slavery, you know, black people were hush-hush. They were supposed to be hush-hush. Like, you know, my sister really put it into perspective with me about all, you know, a lot of the black mannerisms, you know, like running away when you're laughing is literally a black thing because you could not <laughs> laugh at the, on the plantation. You really had to run away. You too loud, like hey, bro, hush, 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 like. Yeah. And so you know. Oh, I thought you were saying running away when you're laughing, like you know how you be laughing. Yeah, you start you running. Run? Okay, okay, yeah, okay. So that's a black thing, like okay. for real, like that stemmed back to slavery. I, li- I literally wrote a poem all about this, but I'm telling. Hey, bro, we got it. Let's we gotta, we gotta we, say we, that. We gonna, we gonna we gonna wait. We gonna we gotta wait. Gotta say that. that. Wait. But yeah, but addiction in the black community, you know, is really hard to tackle because it's so ingrained. And just endorsed by us. Mm-hmm. You feel me? Like when you look at media, you look at the music, you look at, you know, what we're preaching, you feel me? What our family is talking about. Can we talk about addiction to the internet? Mm. <laughs> or to social media? Yeah. It's, that's just another form of instant gratification, man. Yeah, it's like a dopamine thing. That's all it is. Those little six-minute videos are to appease our little mm-hmm. brains and just 
it's yeah. all mindless, and that's what I've been trying to preach lately. Like, I, I've been trying to wean back off this phone yeah. so much. Have to. This, that's the main priority now, stripping back from this. This little cellular device mm-hmm. is ruining us as a society. Almost right. Almost right. Because we get too caught up in what this... God, it was that damn phone, for real. It's and what this perpetuates. Why cyberbullying that contributes to mental health? Where does it all stem from? culture. Oh, my God. No girl is happy with themselves anymore. No, bro, we got to talk about that, for real. Like, Can I say something? Oh, yeah, go ahead. Oh, yeah, I went from, like... 17 hours on my phone to like seven hours on my phone. I, I swear I was so happy. I was like, dang, y'all, I ain't been on my phone this whole time. I'm at like four a day now. Like, I don't even never be on my phone. So like, crazy. only thing I do on my phone, only app I have on my home screen is the dictionary app for when I'm reading a book. And I need to know what that word means. <laughs> that's the only app I, I have. That's good though. Like, that's real. real. Like, I don't even like, bro. Every, if you know me, you know I'm not on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Only time I'm on Instagram is to post about my uh, yeah. brand. You feel me? I just started doing that. Like, I'm telling you, y'all, y'all gotta tap out of this Instagram community mm-hmm. because this is not a community. It's not a community. This is a group of individuals who need a place to go to vent and the creation of spam and to be someone that they're not and right to, and to be someone that they're not they want you know it's literally or just be someone insecurity. who they want to be though exactly because on instagram it'd be a lot of like oh yeah y'all I'm soft a... girl life tesla yeah. meanwhile you're on food stamps you yeah. need to prioritize certain things in your life but you're buying things to fit this image to fit the, this that image. you know you don't have and you're yeah. not taking the proper steps to achieve that lifestyle mm-hmm. yeah Hey, then we have a whole episode about social media. Twins. We literally that was I'm a bad TV. episode, though. I feel no, like it, I don't think it, it really, episode. it really wasn't though. We didn't do promoting it right well. It was the Maybe. way the way that it came off. Originally, I feel as if we had what we wanted to say. It just wasn't very more so fleshed out. The ideas and the concepts were there. It just needed to be perpetuated in a different way, mm-hmm. right? In a way, like, social media is actually, like, slowly killing us. Because in 1980, the average attention span was 29 minutes. Are you serious? 8.25 seconds. Yeah, it's, like, smaller than a goldfish. Mm -hmm. And it's, like, that's why fidget spinners were out. Little poppies. That's why we have TikTok, YouTube, YouTube shorts, Instagram reels. It's, like, everything's now catering towards what it is now versus rebuilding it to what it should be. And, you be. know, and you, you definitely see it and, you know, the immense anxiety that people are just passively having at any given time, you know, mm-hmm. uh, constantly tapping their leg, you feel me, picking up their phone, uh, unconsciously picking up their yes. phone and opening apps. Yes. Mm-hmm. When you're uncomfortable, it's just like, dang, let me just, just pick, pick up yeah. this phone. You First thing you open like, is Instagram. You don't even yes. want to be on Instagram, right. but there's nothing else to unconsciously do. Unconsciously opening it. So, you know, when you look at it like that, you're like, man, the anxiety is immense, and it's not being talked about. You know what yeah. I've done to combat the whole attention span thing? I kind of realized that my attention span was lowering, and at one point in time, I used to watch, like, 30-minute YouTube videos, and I was, like, eight. So now I watch, like, full-on video essay documentaries on YouTube. Like, people will post, like, a three-and-a-half-hour video on, like, the Wizards of Waverly Place, like, a whole psychoanalysis. Them like, iceberg videos? Them yeah. yeah. iceberg videos. videos. Yeah. Hey, now, shout-out to the iceberg videos. I love it. I love it. Hey. If y'all really trying to tap in, tap in with Curiosity Stream, bro. It got everything on there. It got I dinosaurs. Love curiosity. curiosity Stream, you yeah. be on there? Yes, bro. It got dinosaurs on there. It got space videos what on else? there. What else? It talk about uh, black lineage and culture, bro. It got everything. Oh no! If there. you want to talk about black cinematography and uh, videography, I highly recommend going to what is it? Voices from the Void. 
Drink Champs. Drink Champs, nice. Me and Jay was on that Drink Champs. Uh, especially that Pusha T episode. That Pusha T episode, bro. That episode uh, what else? God. Uh, I don't want to... We can say Joe Rogan, because Joe... Joe Rogan to an extent. No. Nah. <laughs> it's, the face nah. he just made. Uh, leave that white man off this podcast. <laughs> it's Black History Month. Right. Come yeah, on now. Day left, Come on now. Nah. nah, you just about right. Come go tap now. in with that 85 South show. Yeah, go <laughs> tap in, tap in. But hey, look. Oh. Yes. Oh my God. It's it's really sucks as a woman. I know like men have the whole mini BBL culture thing as well. Yeah. But as a woman, it really really sucks because whichever side of the coin you're on, you're at a loss. You are at a loss. If you are well endowed, you're suddenly more promiscuous, especially mm-hmm. if you're black. But that's a whole different conversation. Mm-hmm. And then if you are on a smaller scale, you're not seen as more promiscuous. But why aren't you more meaty? Why don't you have a bigger butt? Why don't you have a bigger boobs? Mm-hmm. Or if you overcompensate for it, it's kind of like, dang, is she really trying to? Yeah. You know, show us all of that. Yeah. Oh my God. They be talking about. Ugh, I don't even want to say that. Uh. Anyways. Twin. You know we gotta have twin. We gotta have that all woman podcast. I'm telling episode. you. I'm telling you. I'm trying to tell. You. I be saying. I always bring up my insecurities because I like to let people know that as a woman, I do have insecurities and I am insecure sometimes and. Only person that can like get me out of that insecure position that I'm in is me. I promise you, the only person that can. Because he'd be like, dang, why do you feel bad about having a body that you have when there are people who want the body that you have? I'll, yes, people say that to people me all the time. Say that all like, I'm sorry, time. I'm just not happy. I don't know. Yeah, and they'll be like, body dysmorphia. And I'll be like, I low key think <laughs> body dysmorphia. But I was like, I don't want to self diagnose, but it was like, dang, girl. Every time you look in the mirror, it's like, okay. We can do this to my body, and we can do this to my body, but why can't I keep it how it is? Why can't I be good with how it is at the moment that it is? It was this one time I stood on the scale. It, I was, it was like, it said 161. I was like, oh, my God, I wanted to throw up. And at one point of my life, I would, like, stop eating, and I would, like, go on fast, and I would just go on fast. And at one point, I think I started to be addicted to not eating, and I was just got so used to not eating. It was like, okay. Oh, I didn't even eat today. I don't even have a headache. It started off, okay, you might have a headache, a slight headache, and it's okay, it's gone. You didn't eat today, but you did drink all that water, and you did uh, drink all that orange juice, and you you kept up with this, but you didn't eat nothing. Protein and everything. It's just, yeah, we no gotta, sustenance. We got to like, talk about the internalized fat phobia in the black community, bro. Mm, yeah. We got to talk about that, because the way it's so passively ingrained to just it's not even just the black community. It's just society any, in any amount of weight. I don't think it's oh, just yeah. like all of it's especially. I'm saying especially black people. Yeah, I think I say I, it, like, I literally just think it's everybody. Because if you think about it, if you think about all the cultures that exist, all of them have some form of fat phobia, except for like they, the small ones that consider it like to be a beauty standard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they do actually. It'd be like uh, slim down a little bit. You know, put that put that off and on. Put put this on to help you. Lose that weight. You can be chubby up until you hit puberty. That's what it is. Like, until you hit puberty, like, they don't want you to be big mm-hmm. anymore. Because then they start sexualizing you. Yeah. Oh, my God. I had this boy say something to me. He was like, Shaki, you're big. And I was like, God. <laughs> I was like, God. And then at first I was like, oh, that kind of made me feel bad. But I was like, honestly... I mean, in a sense, I am. I Somebody am. call me pregnant, and I don't even like. I don't oh, know. really? See, no, see, that's just disrespect. That, that, yeah, that is disrespect. That's just a diss. They and ain't. I was like, I'm not even like. There's nothing wrong with being larger, but I'm not larger. Like, 
in a sense of you being pregnant. Like, yeah, I don't. Where where did you get pregnant from? You know what I right. mean? Right. And it's like, I know for a fact that you though. Like I know for a fact that although I carry these um, insecurities, I'm not what I think I am. I'm not what I say to myself. Yeah. So I, I wasn't why. as hurt as I could have been in the past. Like if you said that to middle school me, oh God, throwing up. You might Dang. not have seen me the next right. day. <laughs> but because I'm kind of slowly gaining confidence and realizing, like, mm-hmm. okay, this is what I am. Although I'm extremely insecure. But at times I'm you, not that. Yeah, you know. Yeah, like, you can't bully like, me for that. Bro, I remember when these boys tried to bully us in gym class, bro. Oh man, I was so look. I didn't. So we were we were in gym class. What was it, like two three weeks ago? I love my body, like, by the way. Like two three weeks yeah. ago. Right, so, right, right. I was I would I came in with my pink on, just like it was like, yo, bro, you look like a painter. I was like, okay. So okay. me and Jared were looking at each other like, bro, is these seniors really trying to bully other seniors? Bro, they we do. got jobs. Oh, I'm getting paper. Oh, like God. what? We getting what? What sense does it make to perpetuate negative stereotypes and negative actions around That's a whole us? Different conversation. Oh like, my God, Jerry. We are not monolithic, and why are our own people trying to put us in a monolith? It doesn't make sense to me. You are not the you're not the hood gangbanger that you right. Like you live in a gated oh community. You live in a four star house. Your daddy is a doctor, and your mama's a lawyer, bro. Jerry, you drive a Mercedes, right? It's your fourth Mercedes. You totaled the other three. And you still and we know who we're talking about. Oh, my God. Please, chill. Nah. I didn't know you were talking about somebody. Oh, I'm, no. not, I'm not talking about nobody. Oh, it's, just, it's just being real. It's just being real about it. Hey, I ain't going to say no names. But, Jerry, it was this one time somebody, uh, you was walking in the building. And this boy I know, he was like, uh, what he got on? And I was like, don't talk close. about him. I was like. Uh, close. Don't talk about what him. What I feel comfortable like, with. I'm saying, bro. Like, people forgetting clothes are just functionality. It's all just functionality. Like someone and said, expression. right? Someone yeah. said, hey, you gotta, you gotta uh, stand on your shirt today. I was like, did that take away from the functionality of the shirt? Is it any less wearable? Right. Like, oh no, maybe wanting you to be like them. It's, it's I think what it is is they're like insecure them. and they don't. They're afraid to be their own person. And mm-hmm. when they see you being your own person. It's kind of like, I don't have that strength, so I have to take this away. Yeah. It stifles them. It, I literally, I, I don't know if you were in gym this day, but I think it was last semester. I was sitting with a couple of people, and I told I told all of them, I want y'all to look around this entire gym. You could not spot anyone without, say, an Essentials hoodie, a pair of skinny jeans, Fear of God, and, this, and, and, and whatever, whatever. Fear of any essentials. Look, Fear look of a not man you, Desmond. Not sense. you, Desmond. You, <laughs> Desmond, we know you have your individuality. We know, we, look, I Desmond know. Desmond has in his personality. Yes. But it's, I feel as if everybody want, is revolving around this one singular image of what you have to be in the society now. And that's, I feel like that's where we've lost our way. It's mm-hmm. the materialism twin. It's the materialism. It's just social know. media, social mm-hmm. media. It's all, it's it all. makes you feel like you gotta is. have it. Cause mm-hmm. like I'm going to Santown. I'm seeing these kids wearing Balenciagas, Alexander I, McQueen's. Uh, we weren't wearing all that. We were you know, not. Jordans, if you had the new pair of Jordans, like, yeah, it was like, course, Oh my you know, God. It was the 97s. It was the Air Max, Air Maxes, and Rockies, and Oh, and Rockies in elementary school. Elementary school, it was the KDs, it was KDs. I had KDs. But if you didn't have them back then, it was like okay, you know, you're still your person. You don't have them, that's okay. But now it's like you broke. If you don't have designer, you don't have the new Balenciagas. If you don't have the new shoes, the new whatever, there's something wrong with you. 
And half the time, these kids don't have it like that. They're buying the stuff off DH Gate. It's fake. Nine times out of ten, it's coming from their mama closet. Mm-hmm. They're not living like that. I'd much rather have nothing and have me than have something, than have everything and not have me, if that makes sense. Like, I'll walk around and somebody will be like, oh, my God. I actually have had people bully me for my locks. They'll be like, when are you going to comb them out? And I'm like, I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to because I feel like my locks kind of like. Everybody is coming out their locks now. They are. But I feel like uh, my locks kind of. It was kinda, a phase, bro. It was just a phase. It bro. was just a phase. But it I don't feel like my locks. I don't feel like my locks made, made me. I feel like this is literally a whole person in my head. I've had my locks for 15 years. So for someone to just expect me to, like, give up my whole everything, all the trauma that I'm still trying to deal with and take off of myself, you want me to cut my hair? You want me to stop dressing the way I dress because... You, my friend was like, um, you look weird today. Or like she, well, my friend, but she was just like, she was questioning the way I was dressed. And I was like, um, cause this is what I wanted to put on. I'm going to always combat and, and go against. Cause it's like, girl, you, you wear, you wear what you, you want to wear. Yeah, right. you wear what you want to wear. Not wear what I want to wear. You're wearing a classic Atlanta girl fit. Yeah. Bro, no, like, no. Do not give me start on these jean jacket fits, bro. It's oh. killing me. It's killing me. I'm like, please. What do you mean jean jacket? It was like the jean the jacket, jean and jacket the pants are the same the color as the top. jean jacket and the crop top. Yes. Yeah, or the biker shorts. You lucky if the jean jacket is the same color as the pants, bro. It'd be black and blue. <laughs> black and blue. I'm so tired of these black no. and blue jean combos, bro. No, like, I had to retire the jean jacket. I haven't seen one in a while. I have count. a black one, but I've worn I'll it like You might as well just get that to me. It's an occasional type thing. If it's crop, occasional. Hey, but look, this little bit of a rough segue. We're trying to get these questions out the way. Oh, yeah. So today we put up a poll on our Instagram page. Where we know. at? Yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. Okay. I sent it to the exact group. You don't <laughs> be in the exact group. Okay, so, 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 that's why we don't be in the First of all, first of all, y'all. Girl, we'll talk about that in an impromptu meeting later. Oh, God. We're going to have that But nah, um, on our Instagram page today, we put up a question poll where we wanted people to chime in on certain aspects of mental health, whether that be through addiction, depression. Uh, what else did we have on there? So we had addiction in the black community. And then we had coping mechanisms and people you feel like you may go to to understand your depression and emotions more. And then what are some feelings and mannerisms you could relate and recognize from your depression? Mm. So to start with the first question, with how individualistic depression is and feels, what are some feelings slash mannerisms you all can recognize and attribute to your own depression? And just to give you a little bit of it, so we got... Someone said, "Sporadic sadness after an extended period of happiness." Right, because mm. mm, you know it'll it'll really you know what they call that manic. You know it'll really? be a pe- yeah. You'll have a period of time. <laughs> Oops. Yeah, you'll have a period of time. You know you cleaning. You on your you on your grind, man. You waking up on time. You showering, and then you you know you you got that feeling in the back of your head like this is exhausting me though. That's not what manic is. Oh no, shit. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Maybe that's how you that's how I That's how I feel it, though. That's but how I be feeling I it. I think manic is a lot more on, like, a grandeur scale than that. Like, when someone is manic, it's kind of like a deep, deep depression. It's kind of like high highs and low lows. Mm-hmm. Mm. That's really what it is. Mm-hmm. It's never in between. Yeah. Mm. Oh, for me, it'd be like, I'd be feeling it, though. Mm. I'd be feeling it. And then someone else said, making bad decisions on purpose simply because I don't feel like I'd be here for long. Oh. That's deep. That's deep. That's deep, but that's dark. That's dark. I'm not going to count. That was me, though. Like, especially when I was dissociative, I wouldn't care for my decisions at all. Tell me. 
That person needs a hug. Yeah. I'm going to give him a hug when I see him. Y'all was walking on the beach and I dissociated and I realized, I was like, was I dissociating because I was trying to understand what Yeet was saying in his song? <laughs> or was I dissociating just, just to dissociate? And it was bad. I was just dissociating bad. I think I was dissociating for about a good five months and I couldn't recognize where I was, why I was feeling the way I was feeling, what I was doing. I was just putting that on clothes. Was that, was, that was me God over the summer. To existence one day yes, you realized, and you oh, just, shoot. You I, just I, I literally there. woke up one day and was Five. I was like, oh, that's 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 literally. I may be getting a little bit off topic, but I feel as if. We you know what you know what I'm gonna tie it back in. I'm gonna tie it back in. I'm gonna tie it back in. Going back into when you feel when you're a younger kid, you don't necessarily know how to materialize your emotions, and you just sort of do what people are tell you to feel. Oh, if you feel sad, I mean, okay, you're just sad. Then all right, then. But they don't ever really materialize and tell you how to directly deal with that yeah and it's just like oh okay then you're just a kid you're just gonna feel however you're gonna feel yeah. but they don't they, ugh. they don't take that, sure. that sadness serious either yeah but I, I still feel like that's definitely the truth you know i feel like as a child that's when your emotions are their most raw and unadulted like the word unadulted literally means not adult so you know when your emotions are this raw and you're being perceived by everybody you're being told, oh, no, that's not right. Don't do that. Don't do that. And you're like, okay, I guess that's not right. Yeah. And then you have to come to understand what I liked doing that and what you like to do is right. Mm -hmm. So, right. So when you have to come to understand that, it really is like culture shock, man. When I knew the association was real, when I was struggling to figure out why I felt that way and I was dismissing a whole year of my life that I literally went through and struggled through. And I was like, that makes sense. It makes sense why really I'm feeling this blackout way. moments. Like, there's things, like, I vaguely remember, or, like, I have one flashbulb memory from the time period, and then everything else is just kind of, like, a blur. Like, mm -hmm. you're telling me about you something gotta literally I literally go back don't remember. to your gallery. I had to go back to my gallery to remember I even went to dinner with people and had birthday dinners. I'm like, what? Literally, we did Literally, that? sophomore year is such a blur to me in my head because in the – in COVID that space in time, it it wasn't even necessarily just about COVID. It was just the place in my life at that time period. I was in such a place where I didn't know how to handle myself mentally. And I was just handling. I wouldn't even say handling. I was letting it be on this whim of letting others guide how I was supposed to feel in a situation. And I've, I had to learn. I had to reclaim my energy. That's what I've been trying to be on so much more lately because mm -hmm. I've always been letting dick. I've always been letting people dictate how I'm supposed to feel. But mm -hmm. I don't want to dictate how others feel. I want to feel how I want to feel in that moment. No, Just, that's real. That's real. Give us another one. This this last one. Oh, y'all gonna get on me for this one? Oh. Isolationism and loneliness, man. Because if you know me, I, Jared be like, "Eddie, hey, be MIA." MIA. Is it bad? We need though? to talk. I'm like, it is. Yo. Well, I think people use isolation. People isolate as a form of coping mechanism. Like, I feel this way. I don't know why. I'm. Let me just isolate and try to understand how I feel. When sometimes it's the opposite of what you should be doing. Oh. Sometimes how do you, you shouldn't isolate. Like when you feel alone, it's it's very very nuanced because sometimes the people you're around can be the cause of the reason why you want to isolate or the reason why you feel so alone. So in that case, you might have to kind of set yourself aside and regroup and figure out why you feel this way. But other times, 
the opposite of what you should be doing is running away. You know we what were I mean? Literally just talking about this no, last but I don't, night. No, I feel like I, yeah. No, yeah. Go ahead, Shaki. I isolate. I don't isolate myself, but sometimes it just she be like, been. oh okay. <laughs> what? <laughs> be gone. I do be gone, but like since I've started doing hair and stuff, I'd be like, okay, I got more stuff to focus on outside of being with people or being with friends and stuff like that. And I feel like because I'm trying to focus on myself and get to know myself and get to learn myself, so I don't know if that's bad isolation. I feel like that's good isolation, that's but some, good isolation. sometimes I'll like, I'll look at a text message and be like. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna respond, even though I saw it and I wanted to respond. To it, I'm not gonna respond because I don't like want to talk at the time. Or, or I'll, I'll like, um, dang D and D girl, I called you seven times, you still ain't answered. Yeah, I started putting my phone on D and D. Yeah, the phone has so many like distractions. distractions. Like it, it vibrates, it rings, everything. There's so many things that kind of lead you to picking it up. Mm-hmm. So it's like, yes, I'm on it a lot, but I do like my peace. So yeah. I keep it on Do Not Disturb. If you want to talk to me. Call me twice. Yeah. Maybe I'll respond. But oh, God. Man. I'm heavy on that hit me twice. Because if, if, if it ain't that serious, you don't got to hit me twice. Right. Yeah. You don't have to hit me right, twice. Right, right. But I don't think, I don't I don't know when my isolation is good or when my isolation is bad. Right. Oh, right. wait, 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 wait. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. I'll be feeling lonely. And when I feel lonely, I don't talk to people so I can get used to being with myself. Is that bad? It's not bad, it's, but you it can sit there and stare at the wall. Right. No, no, no. I, I, I'm me, productive, though. But Let me take this one. So you said when you feel lonely, that's when you self-isolate the most. Mm-hmm. Me, personally, that's exactly how I feel. I'm the type of person when I'm my most overwhelmed and my most alone, mm-hmm. I feel like I need to be alone to kind of understand it. But pe- with the way people are built, you can either come in to yourself and understand or come out. Mm-hmm. And the problem is when you're isolating and you feel alone, you can't go in. You're already inside yourself. Like mm-hmm. you're already in your head. Can I read that little poem? Cause like, I feel like this, it ties extremely well into what we're going into. How long is Jericho? I'm glad your poem be three it minutes. It looks long. This, it's not, it really isn't long. He said it ain't it long. It's seven re- minutes, y'all. I swear. It is not seven minutes. It's not seven minutes. I'm gonna make, I'm making cool though. All right, it's called The Quiet Room That Speaks the Loudest. Mm. By virtue and by choice, I sit surrounded by my thoughts. The ringing of their tellings makes me anxious as I attempt to push through. The sounds of such things spreads uneasiness amongst the depths that cave my being. Four walls, a light, a window, and a door. Two supposed exits that serve as an escape from a reality that I once knew. The burning passion my soul feels shall keep the room ablaze with feeling. Yet the corners have started to reach each other as I feel that I'm shrinking. They have swallowed me as I try to swim with the t- with the tides. Av- Ugh. But the tides have grown. I am yet alone with the ocean of thoughts, with the beach of my soul compromised. No fellow guards on deck to come in for the quick save. Just me in a storm of worries with the breeze of uncertainty, uncertainty, un- uncertainty that flows through my hair. Who am I to let one that I care so much for drown themselves in such forces? Alas, I awaken in my domain, leaving my sanity to fate. The quiet room that speaks the loudest sounds like an asylum of confusion to others. To me, I call it home. I like that last one. Well, we're that on the poetry segment. Yeah. We're that on the poetry oh, segment. Oh, it wasn't written yet. I don't. It was. It was. It was. It was. It wasn't fully fleshed out. It wasn't fully. That's real. That's real. I'm still writing blunt for breakfast, twin. What were you saying, Okay, so um, you know how y'all spoke about when y'all self isolate. Yeah, self isolate. That's when y'all feel isolated most. 
for me, it's different. When I feel isolated the most, that's when I need to be with other people. Mm-hmm. It's like I can't just like sit by myself and the problem will fix itself. It's like I need to go with other people because then I'll feel grounded again. Because it's like I'm an only child raised by a single mother. My mom works all the time. It's like since I'm only child, I'm by myself. So it's like if I can go to work, be with people, if I could just be with people after school, it's just like if I'm with company, I'm okay. Because then once I have time to think to myself, then it's like, oh, I'm actually lost. Because it's like, I have a lot of alone time to myself. Mm-hmm. It's like, I, I like being alone. I like doing stuff by myself. But it's like, eventually, you still need other contact and interaction with other yeah. people. Sometimes my company makes me feel alone. So yeah. it's kind of like. And that's, that's my problem. Because like, <laughs> I'll be with my company. And I'll be feeling like they can't relate to me. So they, I'll, and I'll be like. Yeah. But then, I'll, bro, I had to realize I have to force myself to speak because even saying something would make me feel better. Mm-hmm. Just saying something at all, even if they didn't understand, being able to, like, flesh out my emotions literally makes me feel better. And I was like, dang, you know what? People are right. I got to start talking more. Mm-hmm. I got to start talking more. Mm-hmm. But, okay. Shaq, you trying to say something? Okay. This is my last thing that I have to say. Honestly, I was about to say I feel bad for you because I hate wanting to want people around. I hate wanting. I hate the fact that, like, as human, we naturally yearn for people. I honestly hate it because it's like, dang, why do I need you here in order for me to feel better? Why do I need you here in order for you to put a smile on my face? Why do I need you here? What is your purpose? And even if they do have a purpose in my life, it's still like, why do I need you here? And even if I find the answer as to why I need you here, I still want to be able to find myself. And even then, it's like, okay, that's a balance that you have to find. And when I find the balance, it's still like, I don't want that person to have to be there for me all the time. And if I can solve my problems on my own, then therefore you I don't. want to want to want them there, not a need. Yeah, I want to want to want them there. But even then, why, what what makes you want them there? That's that earth sign ish for real, bro. <laughs> that's that earth sign. It's, but that's it's, because it's, they kind of, they're sort of supplemental. Like, they add to your experience. Mm-hmm. You build up from the earth, literally. Like, I'm telling you, bro. Like, like them seeds, for real, bro. <laughs> if <laughs> living living in the mind of an earth sign bro, is a struggle, it's so a struggle because people would be like, "Why are you so apathetic?" I'm like, "What are you talking about?" I'm in my mind. I'm thinking. I gotta think about how I feel real quick. It's in fire. I gotta think <laughs> right, right, <laughs> bro. Like, no, I gotta literally. I will literally not talk to nobody for months. Like, I'll be at school. And I'm like, if I'm not in the mood to talk, I just want to talk. talk to you. Oh. I'm not going to talk. So people be like, Aiden, you looked at me. He didn't say nothing. I was like, they take it at face value. And I have to be like, no, I don't hate you. I just wasn't in the mood that day. I like, get anxious. Yeah. It's like, that's why you have to surround yourself with people who are like, like you. Mm-hmm. Not, not like good hard. company. Yeah, it is so but it's like, there's I people found there. And that can like be to your Jerry detriment yet. sometimes. Yes, you can't. it can. It yeah. can also be to your you have to surround yourself by people that love uplift you. That's who you have yes. to surround yourself yeah. with. Like a good little circle. Yeah. But it's like I don't know. I don't like surround people that tr- people, people that, that try to understand you. People that yeah. try to understand you. I want to speak about too. Also, because yeah, like no we got straight into like <laughs> negative. <laughs> yeah. It's okay. Keep talking. We gotta talk about the positive signs of mental health too. Like being optimistic, having con- confidence, having set goals, good self esteem. It's like. Immediately, we said mental health and went straight negative. Mm-hmm. We went like straight down the rabbit hole versus realizing there's still a ceiling to it. Mm-hmm. There's still a upwards ladder that you could figuratively climb, and it's like it doesn't just have to be bad. When it could be good, a good conversation, a good positive conversation, you can have ha- healthy choices, healthy ways to go about it. And I feel like in order for you to get to the positive, you have to like reach towards the negative because 
at, okay, like even with the trauma and even with like black people in general, you can't just go straight to the positive because it's like, how did you get to the positive? In order to get to the positive, you got to go through the negative. In order to be successful, you got to fail a few times. So I feel like with us starting off with the negative, there could be another segment where it's like, okay, we're talking about the positive side of mental health and how, okay, after my depression, I, I shower every day and I, and I brush my teeth every day and I'm on the money. I get up at 7 a.m. and I do everything I'm supposed to do. And that's what makes me happy after I've been depressed for a week or two and after I've been throwing my clothes on the floor and I just got to... A mountain of clothes sitting on the floor. Sounds for like no that reason. next episode gonna be about black resilience. You know what we <laughs> forgot to talk about? What? Parents trying to live through their kids and Black their kids being their, their reason kids. for life. We could have had like three different episodes, bro. I'm telling you. We look, forgot to talk about that. Look, 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 look. Y'all trying to get these two questions out? Let's get these two questions All right, up. Last two wrap questions and we're going to wrap it up. So, second question With how dismissive the black community can be of mental health, who and or what helped you to understand the emotions you were feeling and how they're related to your depression, whether that outlet be positive or negative? So some people said friends, family. A lot of people said media. Some Someone said The Sims. The what? The Sims. The game. The oh. Sims. So I'm not going to laugh at it because, like, obviously. Yeah. I, I get it, but... I can't. The Sims. I haven't. I have my ifs and ands with The Sims. I feel as if people try to live a life that they know. I feel they like it's projection for real, and I think it's. Uh, it's not. It's. It's not a. It's not a positive form of manifestation. That's what I'll say. <laughs> That's what I'll say. I'll be rocking with The Sims though. It's not a bad game. It's, now you still love The Sims. It's yeah. not a bad game. I don't. I never really played. This. <laughs> hey, so I'm here. Want, I'm here, but in my opinion, in my opinion, I'd say stay away from it. In my eyes, it's a negative. People used you, to spend hours, a day hours, on, and they and they try to live a life that is unrealistic to their own, and they try to live lives that it's it's so much that I can go into depth with with the Sims and my ifs and ands with it. It's just I don't mm. I don't feel as if it's a neg. It's so much of a negative thing to it. And it, it's just so unrealistic to the society that we live in. Mm-hmm. And then people try to live lives that they can't live through it. Maybe people are literally in those, in that life. Maybe how we can be out of this life, how we can, like, be here and still, like, branch off into other lives. I feel like maybe that is their life. Maybe that's literally how they're living, how, how they want to live, how they how they want to see themselves. That's how they're living. So this is their shell, but, but their soul is reaching for something else. And since their soul is reaching for something else, that's, that's what they're, that's what's, that's that's their life. I get what you're saying. That's right. <laughs> oh, God. That's but nah, what I'm going to say, if y'all want a good life sim tapping with Animal Crossing, it's going to get you right, bro. You're going to be fishing for like three hours. Just vibing, <laughs> and vibing and chilling, bro. He just says strip to... back. We getting back to the basics. Oh, God. We getting back to the basics, bro. Just living life with your animals. And then we got that last Why question. Why you think I was walking around with that walk, man? I'm telling you, bro, we got to strip back, bro. Like, it's so much to focus on in this day and age. Well, really, you just got to do what you want to do, man. And folks don't know what they want to do. And that's I the problem. I want to hear myself say that again. Okay. I got, I got you. I'll send, I'll send you the okay. footage after. Bro. I'll be snapping on some of these episodes, man, for real. Especially you. You be snapping. We got to get you on more episodes. I'm telling you, girl. Shocky be on like two, three episodes. episodes for real. <laughs> Episode five. Probably gone. Unless she's on two. Five and how do y'all remember this? two, five, and seven? Because we, girl, because I edited. We're the CEOs. What are you talking about? I we gotta edit. remember, right? We gotta cook this poster. <laughs> so, look, third and final question addiction in the black community is heavily undermined and oftentimes encouraged. As far as coping mechanisms go, 
What are some healthy and maybe unhealthy coping mechanisms slash mannerisms you use slash use to combat your depression? And so we got some responses that go as far as music. I love music. Oh, man. I feel like, bro, the world would be nothing. Nothing. nothing without music. Like, that is one one of the first forms of expression. Clanking them rocks together. Mm -hmm. Ooga, ooga, ooga. (laughs) Damn it, boy. Like... Music never fed my soul in that sense when I really, like, needed the help, you know? Mm. Like, not really. Not as much as you guys. Like, music saved my life. That yeah. was never me. That one yeah. That was never That me. one scissor song? Bro, at 3 a.m., it's going to catch you. You're going to be like... <laughs> you talking, well, I bet Dang, you, I'm sweating I bet, and I'm crying. I bet you're talking everything. about that 20 something, ain't you? You're talking about that 20 something. <laughs> I'm talking, nah, twin. That, that snooze and that love language mm. had me oh. going, like, fall yeah. out. Twin. Oh. Okay. No, it's not. It's not. One. Which one is it? Um, that special. Drew Barrymore good. Or the F2F. It's the one where it's like, um, nobody gets me. Yes, mm. nobody Oof. gets me. Nah, for me, Drew Barrymore and Gone Girl. Gone, gone, gone Girl. Gone, gone, oh, gone Girl. Gone. <laughs> let's, let's, oh, shut wait, right, let's shut that down right y'all, now. Y'all, not ready for y'all that. went y'all to ready. a dinner. just come soon. I went to a dinner, <laughs> and as soon as we got there, everything just went bad. Everything just went so bad. And... Uh, I was talking to my friend and I was like, dang, I was like, I left my headphones in your car. Can you please, can, can you, can you please give me the keys to go get my headphones? And he was like, Ashaki, we're at a dinner. And I was like, I was like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to survive to the dinner. Like I was seriously like stressed and I'm like, and everybody's like, okay, why'd you come? In my head, I'm like, why'd you come? That's going to be the question that you're asked every time. Why'd you come? I but I wanted to be supportive because I don't want to not come. And it's like, oh, this girl, not even friends with me for real. So he's like, a shocky, like, why do you want to get the headphones? I'm here, like, you know, you can talk to me, but I'm just like, the only thing that's gonna help me through this whole dinner is is music. It's, some music. it's music, and I know putting your headphones in is like or on. It's like, okay, girl, uh-huh. you're being disrespectful, but that was the only thing that was gonna keep you there. But I didn't put my headphones in, y'all. Be proud of me because I did the last two. I did the last like three dinners. <laughs> oh, God, I, no, I had I had to do that at a dinner I was at with Alasia because I was fighting mm-hmm. with this girl I was with at the time, mm-hmm. and it got me. I let her get me to the point where I was literally shutting down. People around me could see the ge- like the genuine mm-hmm. rage in me, mm-hmm. and I had to I had to go off and listen listen to some little Rick Ross and Drake or whatever. Mm-hmm. I, had to, mm-hmm. I, I, I that dice Nah, that um. That gold roses. I'm gonna put Ooh. you. Oh, that is so good. Oh my god. I had to. I had to go off and just listen to that and reclaim my energy because I wanted. I wanted to be there from from my home girl. Like it's her yeah. birthday. I don't want to be in there perpetuating this negative energy. So mm-hmm. I had to make sure I go. I can go collect myself for a minute mm-hmm. and be be there for her in this moment because it's supposed to be special for her. This is supposed yeah. to be about me. That's the truth. Like Jared, know like it's times when I literally take 15 minutes to myself to meditate before an episode or before like a cook session or a photo shoot we have for sandbox Mm -hmm. because the amount of times when people will let their emotions seep into their environment when people don't deserve that Mm -hmm. is like, I literally, I'll have to step back. Like I'll I'll come home from work. I'll be having, you know, a so-so day and my little niece, my little sister and I, she going to be like, Oh, you got a Marathon Zaxby's? And I dead cursed her out, and I was like, that was not right. Yeah. That was not right. So I went back to go and apologize because you really can let your anger get the best of you when you're not in the, that better mood, man. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, what are some of these other responses we got? So looking at it, what are some coping mechanisms that people like to do? So we got eating. I know that's, I know that's true. Mm-hmm. Eating to cope with depression, man. For me, I, I couldn't no, really do I that. I don't eat. I, I really reverse it. Yeah, I don't have an appetite. Nah, because for me, you know, my addiction, I wasn't eating regardless. 
and then long hot showers, long hot showers oh, yeah. oh in the dark God. with the candle lit. With the or yeah. in the dark or just in the complete the, darkness. Uh, but no, nah, I feel like I feel like it's healing in a sense though. Yeah. I don't understand why we shower with the lights on. Honestly, that might be weird, but no, I really it's don't not. Because I, I start showering with the lights off. You gotta try Do it. it. It's, Light it's, a candle, cut the lights off, get in the shower, play some music. Put the incense on too. Yes, and once you realize you are one with yourself in that room, you know what? I'll uh, like be feeling only, myself. You are all, the only things that will be in that room with you is what you believe. You is in and that the room. Lord. You know what I think it is? Yeah, I think it's because humans are seventy percent water, bro. When humans see water, they they like whole spirit just be like. It just I don't know about that. that. Like, yeah, that, that whole right. SOS cover. I'm telling you, bro. It's water is just so like ethereal. Like, mm-hmm. I love me some water, bro. Number one liquid. Until oh, yeah. <laughs> nah, number then, two, that starry, though. Oh, that starry. <laughs> that starry, so bust. <laughs> hey, shout out starry, nah, shout out to that. We need that sponsor. Nah, shout out to that starry, though. But look, I'm not going to count. Yeah, oh, uh, you know, y'all don't know that starry? We got to tap me in. Oh, we I'm, I'm, I'm going to bring each of y'all. Find, both, all three of y'all find me tomorrow. I'm going to bring y'all a starry. Watch him forget. No, I'm going to text y'all because I'm going to get him from Jerry. That starry be so buzzed. One of y'all text in the group chat. I got you. Okay, wait, wait a minute. First of all, <laughs> you be talking about texting this group chat. I don't you text in the group chat. First of all, when I tell y'all, I do not be. Not girl be, be here. at work in that in that head. In, <laughs> in that head, I do not be here. I be editing videos. I be off my phone. Nah, she be on Listen that TikTok. TV. She be on. She be working. Oh she yeah, working. that's how L- I look, be Shaki, working. I'm gonna hit your phone. Don't like, yo, never girl, get nothing twisted. Yeah. Shaki be working. I swear, be trying to. But yeah. And I'm not gonna count. This is an undermined coping mechanism. Masturbation. Really? I feel, mm. I feel like people people look at it as if it's mm. not only something wrong with it, but that's a good pleasure like, standpoint. Is it a good thing like, or is it a bad thing? Are y'all seeing it as a good thing or is it? As I, a bad I think. Thing? I think. I, I mean, bad thing, good thing, more of. I it's think it's just quick. Stigmatized. I think it's just the quick gratification of it. You know. Yeah, and people, it's a release of energy, and that's that's good to get all of what you're feeling out in that sense of pleasure. Yeah, I agree, and I don't agree because I the addiction part. Yeah, right. the addiction part. As too. you know, as time comes on, the gratification it will subside. Mm-hmm. Right, moderate you know, consumption. Now you're just doing you don't get to like, do it. Yeah. yeah, you feel me? To get that mm-hmm. quick something quick, like especially when you're alone in your head at night, bro. That's mm. wait a minute. I'm well, we, let's, let's not get too far. Let's not get too far. Let's not get too far. I was just saying, like, that's when I feel like your mind is the most vulnerable. So he it said, makes sense. He said, You pulled that one of your... You, uh, you going to mute my mic? Nah, I'm just like, where are you going? No, he better say. You're done. I think... Everything <laughs> is okay in moderation. Anything mm-hmm. is bad when you go excessive. Mm-hmm. So, I think that's definitely the truth. It's real. That's real. I feel like everything within life has to be used and done within moderation. Because yeah. There's like like everything. Look, like the quote goes, "Too much of one good thing is bad." And I feel as if when we dibble and dabble into so many different things and so many different pockets of life, mm-hmm. we try to take all of it in at once and it becomes this giant hodgepodge and we don't know how to necessarily control it. Mm-hmm. And then it, look, it literally just becomes this giant ball of snowball. It's a snowball effect and it just keeps rolling and growing and growing. Mm-hmm. But if man. there's no one there to stop it. If that ain't the truth, because like, man, that's how we be able to take sandbox. Because, you know, with how diverse sandboxes endeavors are, Man, I be hearing Jerry like, oh, yeah, we're going to do this, we're going to do this, we're going to do this. He's like, but Aiden, you ain't even hit me with the proposal you were supposed to hit me with a month ago. 
So, like, bro, you really, you got to take it slow, man. Yeah. Oh, Aiden, I actually took your advice on being consistent. I was saying that in um, that episode. I don't remember which episode it was, but we just, I don't know. I just know we kept saying, be consistent, be consistent, be consistent. That was the second episode. Really? When you can't, not what was it? It was like seven. It was like two, seven. It was definitely the second episode. When you can't be, you can't be motivated. You can't stay motivated, stay consistent. You can't stay motivated, stay consistent. He stole that quote. I saw it online. I just quoted it myself. You acted like you made it up. You made up the quote. Why was I scrolling on Instagram? And y'all acted like, and I saw somebody say it. Y'all acted like, like y'all acted like I can't requote it. Like I can't. No, be like, you could have just homage. said I saw this somewhere. I'm not gonna be like I saw it. I'm gonna claim no, that No, because that was not your intellectual property. <laughs> oh God, it was because I not. thought of it. I thought of it. Like what is intellectual property? You recalled it. That's what you did. It's just <laughs> some words. It's just some words. I know someone that said it before in that yeah, order. Like so it's just real. some words. <laughs> <laughs> it's just some words. Like I can say whatever I want to say. I say I said it. Yeah. Okay. Wait till you get sued. Oh, okay. God, on oh God, they need to, man, they're going to find these old episodes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, no. Nah. Cease and desist. <laughs> gonna, oh, no, nah, they're they going to find that episode one and be like, nah, y'all got that. <laughs> we don't talk about that. Hey, on that note, on that no, note. No, we wait, 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 but y'all, they, their attention spans might not be long um, enough. For the, they get to the first five minutes and tap out. Right. Man, think about that, though, like, the future of Sandbox, though, man, like, how, you know, how different episode one is going to be compared to, like, Season three, episode one. No, nah, I feel like some people actually the network itself. There are people that are like us, or there are people that can like tune into what we talk about and stuff like that. And I feel like if you relate, if you relate enough, you'll you'll be like, okay, this is me. This is what I want to do. The, these are the people for me, and and like the people that are responding, like no, our audience um, out there. I'm at the P working at Publix. I see bro walking towards me like, hey, don't you do that sandbox thing? I'll be tapping it. I'm like, you for real? Yeah, like how you didn't even know who I am? What you know about that? We did an impromptu tonight. Okay. Bro, I'm telling you we need an bro. When was the last time we had an impromptu meeting, bro? We have like a lot November. to flesh out. I don't, yeah, I don't have anything to do, y'all. So I'm gonna... Twin, could that next episode we coming correct? <sighs> look, not even that. Just we got to revamp the business. I'm telling you, look, we got we got so much to work on over here at Sandbox. And we can't wait for y'all to see it. Look, this has been the Sandbox Podcast. I am Jared. I'm Aisha. Woo, woo, woo. I'm Ashaki. I'm Aiden. Desmond. We got <laughs> T dollars behind the camera. Yes, sir. Shout out T. Shout out T, man. Shout out we going to catch y'all in the next one. Sandbox.